It's the most wonderful time of the year. You've got hot popcorn selling and beer drinkers swelling and pop flies are here. It's the most wonderful time. We're going to create a baseball season beginning song that sounds like a Christmas song. I am. I, I'm okay with all of this. I mean, let's face it, every day for me is baseball season, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> Welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. I'm Bob Euchre. <laughs> God, I wish. I wish I could do a good Bob Euchre uh, impression. The day that man passes will be the saddest day of my life. That's like, that's one of my heroes. And if he passes, oh, that's going to be a sad day. Like I said, I used to watch, I would watch the Milwaukee Brewer games just to listen to him. (laughs) They're not even my fucking team, and I'll watch it just because of him. When I was born, my family said, if you're going to look like me, you better be good at something. One of his greatest quotes was, uh, I led the league, and you'll get him next time. Yeah. I fucking love it. (laughs) He's got like all these Yeah, dude, he's fucking hysterical. Facts from the Geek Out Heroes. Real fake fact. Buying Activision's Battle Pass for Call of Duty puts zombies and multiplayer back into normal difficulty. <laughs> <laughs> so that's right. When you have Battle Pass, no one can do the spinning no scope on you anymore. Uh, you're no longer playing against what <laughs> seems to be fucking demigods in a multi, you know, in a multiplayer, uh, just owning the shit out of you. You actually buy to get good. Scrub. So you're no longer a scrub. In fact, I think it actually unlocks an achievement when you get it. it just says "got good." Listeners, last night we were playing zombies uh, on Call of Duty, and like every freaking time we got out of it, like it's just battle pass, battle pass, battle pass, battle pass. Like battle pass. Jesus Christ, Activision, could you guys try any harder to become IOI from Ready or Ready Player One? God damn, you're giving EA a run for their money. Oh shit! What was the one that you said, Miles? Yes, last night. You were laughing. I don't know. It's, it's, it's all fucking hilarious to me. It's it's a. F- <sighs> it's like <laughs> it's just so bright and shiny. <laughs> like it's it's full on <laughs> casino without actual slot machines. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's a casino bright and shiny. Look, oh look over here, look over here, shiny, 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 shiny. It's like a kept fucking for a unicorn threw up all over my screen. Yeah, it's kept waiting for a scantily clad woman to come by and. Take my drink order. <laughs> there was just something that you said when we were playing. When you started laughing at the battle pass. <laughs> like, I forgot. You know what I'm talking about, right? I, I forgot know. what we, you we called it, though. We cracked so many jokes. About we cracked so many thing. jokes. Like, you know, you're just going to, like, you know, I couldn't get a good <sighs> night's sleep because I didn't have battle pass. <laughs> battle pass. Um, you know, and you you know, start sleep, you know, you just, you know, so it, it, like the advertising will just like, just start seeping into your brain as you just continue to play over and over and over. Seeing battle pass, battle pass, you should be sleeping in your middle. Just, is, is it that battle, battle pass, battle pass. I just, I wish I could remember. Battle pass. Man, I got to go buy battle pass. <laughs> it parades it in front of you, even though you don't have it, you know, it'd be yeah. like, the rich part of town coming down your street with like their fucking boats see all these perks and cars and shit like right. Hey, look at all of this. <laughs> yeah, I felt like uh, <laughs> look every- at all the 
Look at our battle pass. Every time at the end when it was like, you know, here's your rewards that you can't get because you don't have battle pass. Every time that would pop up, I would laugh to myself because I felt like it was Vanna White showing off the things that you could win. Just, ooh, you know, putting the hands out to the side. Look at this. If you had battle pass, Look at, you'd, get a battle brand pass, new you'd have this. You know, fucking right. Christ. You would actually have another lo- yeah. another custom loadout. No, this like, great, awesome. Something else I can't use. Yeah, it was just freaking ridiculous. And then at one point, we were sitting there playing zombies and it just gets so goddamn difficult that we're sitting there going like like listeners there's a reason why it just keeps getting more and more difficult and it has to do with the fucking demigods that play video games now that are just like the one the one man solo assholes who go (laughs) i could solo it myself awesome perseus good job i can't even get through the first you know i can't even get through 10 waves we can't even get one fucking generator to to finish up or if we get one fucking generator that's that's as far as we'll ever get and make no mistake we are bad at it but (laughs) <laughs> yeah, listeners, we're, we're we're willing to admit we are not good at this game. But the thing is, is like that. That's the reason why is the reason why it's not uh, doable for a majority of their community is because none of us can play the way that they they base their 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 player base is the wrong player base. They play, they base it off of these are the elite players that can do everything that we set in set in motion instead of saying we should have difficulty levels. <laughs> Like listeners, you remember that when difficulty levels like levels were a thing for people like you'd go in like, all right, I want to play on easy. I want to play on normal. I want to play in God mode. I want to play, you know, that that was a thing at a time. And I don't know where these fuckers came up with the idea of like, we shouldn't have this in multiplayer. You absolutely should have it in co-op and cooperative multiplayer absolutely should exist because we should be allowed to experience this whole thing and then go, okay. I'm gonna, I want to get better, so I'm going to go up to the next level and see if we can do that. All right, we got this done. I want to go up to the next level and do that. Like That's how progression works. It's not just instantly punishing you because you weren't, you know, this asshole over here who could do it by himself on a weekend chowing down nachos and Mountain Dew like it's going out of fucking style. <laughs> Yeah, the thing is, is like there's there's nothing new about that kind of design. Like you no. very just incentivize the harder difficulty, you yeah. know, or you know, decentivize for playing on easy. You know, lower the amount of experience you get. Fine, you know, listeners, we sound like we're complaining the entire time, and I get it. You know, yeah, we sound like we're a bunch of whiner. We're we're the whiner baby baby snowflakes for for these games. That's fine. I don't care if you think that. Uh, I'm trying to introduce some logic into why difficulty levels existed in the past and why they still exist in certain games. I mean, hell, Call of Duty still has them in the main campaigns. Uh, it's so that you can play and experience what they have set and for, like set forward. I mean, don't get me wrong. Multiplayer, you're fucked. You're, you're playing against other people and you're going to come across those people who are just godly at that game. You, you have a choice of either you continue to try and play if you really enjoy the game and you want to get better at it. You continue to play until you get better. And you're just going to still introduce, you're still going to go up against players who are better than you. That's just going to be a fact. But when it's in co-op, PVE should be more about the experience and less about punishing the player. And that's the that's the issue that always comes into with Destiny, anything. It's something that developers don't, I, I think that they kind of forget or they just don't pay attention to it. Instead of saying, you know, hey, we should ask our players like, hey, did you enjoy this? Ask the the players who are, aren't very good at good at the game, you know, how did you feel about the difficulty level? Do you think we need to introduce a different difficulty level? Like that, that stuff never, never comes into a conversation anymore. 
And it's just kind of frustrating to deal with. So welcome to the Geek Out Heroes. This is Vargo. Miles. This is Loach. And we're here to tell you about the worst subscription service ever. Taxes. Taxes <laughs> are the worst <laughs> subscription service ever known to man. The updates are fucking awful. Other people the, get to use the benefits of my subscription. Yeah, other people use, get to use the benefits of my of my subscription. I mean, they're giving to the World World Health Organization, who really didn't do dick for the past year. But we're getting they're getting two hundred million dollars of our money. And there, what's the what kind of update are we going to get from them? Nothing. Sweet. <laughs> Probably just more virus. <laughs> well, what's re- what's really funny is uh, I was reading, and I have to, I'd have to, I'd have to double check this, listeners. But I was reading an article that talked about the fact of where that money for the for who was going, and a majority of that money is going towards the Wuhan viral lab. And I went, Wuhan COVID was originally called the Wuhan virus. <laughs> it, that's that's what it was called in China, listeners. That was what it was called in China. It wasn't called COVID-19. They literally called it from the location that they believed it came from. So like, all right, we're just going to give million money to, to Wuhan. I'm like, that's fucking weird. <laughs> Meanwhile, the rest of my money is going towards things like uh, Pakistan uh, gender, gender studies. studies. And I went, <laughs> I keep reading about like how my taxes are paying for all these other things. And I don't see it happening. Instead, I see it just going to other people. They just keep taking away more content. I get less content than everybody else in the world. It's weird. They don't let you cancel either. <laughs> the, the strangest thing is a majority of the money's money is being borrowed from someone that we end up just giving money back to. <laughs> like this, I, I don't, I could be wrong, but I think that sounds a lot like money laundering. <laughs> you give us the money because we borrow it from you and then we use it for our stuff. And what we do is we take part of that money and we give it back to you as cash. It's now exchanged enough hands. It's clean. Which will also count towards your taxes. <laughs> just fucking weird. I was just sitting there thinking about that after finishing my, uh, my taxes. I was like, this is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> this, is the, this is the worst. I'm not, I don't want to pay for the subscription anymore. The subscription sucks. <laughs> and what am I paying for? You're paying to, to not go to jail. Yeah, pretty much. I guess that's the worst DLC. I don't know. Sounds like some Activision shit to me. Battle Pass. <laughs> battle Pass. Yeah, it's just like Battle Pass. You stop paying, you start playing on hard. I'm gonna. I'm yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna write to, <laughs> to to the IRS. Is there any way we can start like paying for the Battle Pass subscription early? And <laughs> get get like a a little bit of like I don't know a little bit of XP back <laughs> something. Right. Something like I don't know. Just something. Maybe get to keep my rights. <laughs> I mean content. Content. <laughs> in actual news, you know, rather than us complaining about taxes and battle pass, battle pass, United States. My excuse for everything. Just imagine like getting a, getting something in the mail that just says IRS battle pass. I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> just sitting there. Bah! <laughs> Just fucking everywhere. Pay for your season one subscription now. All right. How many seasons are there in a year? <laughs> right. Four. <laughs> what? Bullshit. So in news this week, uh, NVIDIA decided that they were going to create in order to combat the uh, crypto miners who keep buying up all the GPUs. Never mind the fact that the people who keep buying up all the GPUs aren't cryptocurrency guys. They are the scalpers. Let's be honest. 
but Nvidia said they were inspired by by gamers that uh, they were going to create something in order to make sure that the GPUs that they were making weren't bought up by all the uh, cryptocurrency miners. So they're creating uh, what they're calling a CMP, which is a crypto mining processor, which is literally it's not a processor, listeners. It's literally just a GPU uh, that is designed wholly for just cryptocurrency. That's it. It's, you know, essentially the same as their other GPUs. They, they're they sitting there trying to say, oh, it's not, it's not the same. It's not capable of doing the same things as the GPU. Well, that's because you lock them into only being able to do cryptocurrency, let's be honest. Because in return, the G, what they're doing for the GPUs is they're going to, they're, they're locking them off to only being able to do half the hashing capabilities that they're actually capable of doing. And uh, that's not going to do anything, NVIDIA. You guys are fucking idiots. Like, are you kidding me? People people have been hacking hardware forever now. And you don't think somebody's going to be able to hack that within a week? Within a week, your GPUs will be, be back to doing full hashing capabilities. And no crypto miner is going to care or give a shit what you put out in the world as a CMP. Because let's, let's be truthful here. The CMP is being created because not because you want to make sure more GPUs are coming into our hands. It's because you saw cryptocurrency miners buying up a bunch of GPUs and buying them from scalpers. And you thought, oh, my gosh, there's another market we can have somebody else pay for. That's what's actually happening, listeners. I can understand if you're sitting there going, well, uh, this will actually help in, in stopping cryptocurrency miners from buying up all the GPUs. Well, that's not really what's happening because silicon right now uh, the world if you don't know this listeners the world is actually in a massive silicon shortage crisis right now it's so bad that car manufacturers are actually having a hard time making their production uh schedules because they don't have enough chips that's how how much of a shortage we're in for silicon so women with implants are hiding in terror (laughs) different kind but okay that that's silicone (laughs) not silicon uh (laughs) So, uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, Miles, thanks for getting me off track. <laughs> Would have been completely fine and smooth, but no, you got to say, say something, you know, smart ass. I'm just going to, I'm fucking yeah, I'm cutting you out. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, you know, when it's so bad that you're having car manufacturers having to say that we can't keep up with our own production, we can't make enough, we can't make cars because we don't have enough supply when you have toy manufacturers turning around and saying the same things for just you know toys that have you know a little chip in them that you know for dolls and shit like that uh that's a problem on a much larger scale and yet nvidia says oh yeah what we're going to do is we're going to use some of the silicon that we have provided for us that we can use for making gpus and we're going to separate that and make cmps as well uh so for every CMP that's made, that's one less GPU that's made. That's how manufacturing works. If you're using from your if you're using from your own stock of silicon in order to make this, you don't have enough to provide for all the GPUs that you still need to make to 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 make up for demand. So that's just every time you make a CMP, one less GPU in the world. That's just fucking math, Nvidia. And you sat there and you told like I, I watched a video. And they literally told Linus from Linus Tech, Tech Tips, "Oh no, we you, you don't you don't understand how it works." Like they're sitting there trying to tell him, "Like you don't understand how it works." The the CMPs aren't the, aren't capable of doing the same things as the GPUs. Well, that's not what Linus was asking. Uh, Linus asked, "If you have only so much silicon, how is this not going to affect your GPU production?" And they said, "There's oh well, you know this the CMPs are separate." 
That's not what he's asking. He asked, how have you go? How are you not going to affect your overall production of one product when you're using part of your silicon for another product instead? When you've added another product, it takes away from the previous one you had. <laughs> are you having a hard time understanding that, NVIDIA? Do you not get it? Jesus fucking Christ, you guys are fucking stupid. And the bottom line comes down to they don't give a shit about gamers, listeners. They just care about making, oh, we saw another market we could make more money in. And that's the truth. Yep. Anyone who's sitting there saying, oh, NVIDIA is trying to combat the cryptocurrency miners from taking up GPUs. No, they're not. They saw another market and went, we can, we can specifically try and gimp our cards by halving by by halving the hashing capabilities in half all they all they're doing is using software to try and force the card not to be able to do what it's capable of so they can sell another product to another group of people it has nothing to do with making sure that you still get a gpu right basically trying to create a supply and demand they're trying they're trying they're just trying to create a supply of something else that they can sell for an ex, you know exorbitant price right. to somebody else because they saw they saw another market. They went, oh, well, we can just, you know, instead of it. selling our current GPUs, we can exploit this and try and sell this to, to these other people. But if it were for the gamers listeners, they'd be trying to ramp up production of their GPUs as a whole right. to get more out into the world. But that's not what's happening. Instead, they're having their they're they're halving their own supply right. or fractioning off their own supply of silicon to make a different chip instead of making the chip that's in demand. That sounds like a bad idea. That sounds like bad for gamers, not really good for us in the end. That sounds like less produced product for the gamers in the end, instead of just producing more of the product that you had. Right. Because here's the thing. Cryptocurrency listeners, eventually cryptocurrency does drop off when it starts becoming more and more difficult to mine for cryptocurrency. The cryptocurrency miners kind of drop off and stop buying cards for a while because there's eventually a limit to how much they can get. That's why cryptocurrency is complete horseshit. It's zero, it's literally nothing, but they do drop off. So if they drop off, then these CMPs that could have been used for GPUs just sit there as CMPs instead of GPUs. Right. That sounds like a shit deal. So anyways, uh, I just thought it was funny that NVIDIA has tried to, is trying to make it sound like, oh, we're trying to help out the gamers. Uh, you're full of shit. You literally went back instead of creating more RTX cards, you, you literally put out GTX 1060s which haven't been in production for almost two years. You, you created more older product to meet a demand of cryptocurrency than a demand for gamers. And then you turned around and said, we're going to create CMPs instead. Instead of GTX 1060s, we're going we're gonna to create a separate GPU for these guys. Get fucked. <laughs> this is the equivalent of, Invi uh, of NVIDIA's uh, virtue signaling. Oh, we're fighting for the gamers. No, you're not. You're jacking off the gamers. <laughs> Something else that happened that I thought was funny, I, I thought it was humorous, I thought we might laugh at it, is Rockstar and Take-Two uh, want us to know that they are continuing to make single-player and multiplayer games. Okay. <laughs> like... Did this need to be announced? Like, did we need to know this? Right. Or was this more of like a, hey, remember us? We didn't announce anything this year, even though we said we were going to have some something to talk about, like, and everybody was expecting Bully 2. Uh, but hey, we're still making games for you guys. They're like, here's some <laughs> DLC for Red Dead 2's multiplayer. <laughs> but that was that was the thing that I found funny was that they they made that announcement. Like, oh, we're 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 
still fully invested into single player experiences, this, that, and the other. I'm like, okay, so where's the DLC content for the single player story for GTA five? Right. Yeah. Where's, where's Nowhere? the single player oh, expansion for weird. GTA five? Where's the single player experience for our expansion for red dead redemption two? Yeah. They don't exist. You, you, you just put sort of campaign missions in multiplayer. You're talking out your ass. Gotcha. gotcha. <laughs> well, listeners, we already know that they're making a single player game. They're making GTA six or whatever else they're they've got in the in the pipeline. That was never a question. That was never even something that was that was that was even in anyone's mind that that wouldn't be a thing. We we firmly believe that GTA is going, you know, GTA Align is just going to transfer over from GTA five over to GTA six. And they're just going to, you know, kind of merge the two pretty much. I mean, if they're smart about it, yeah. And make more online experiences from that. Okay. Yeah. We expect that, but we still fully expect a single player campaign for that series because that's what we've come to expect. Right. It's the same thing for anything else that they make. So what was this announcement for? If anything other than just to, Hey, remember us? Yeah, we're still here. We didn't announce anything this year. We're still here. That's pretty much what it is. That's how it felt. It's, you know how it is it's like they always do that kind of shit and then it remember starts, to buy our stuff yeah and it stirs up more shit oh they're they're gonna announce gta 6 yeah no they're just letting you know they're here that's, we need to remain it. relevant that's what we're doing yeah. um you want to remain relevant then release gta 6 right not hard speaking of uh of staying relevant i guess kunami who is not been relevant in gaming industry for a while uh and really has Burned a lot of bridges, and for most of us as gamers, felt like, yeah, they just they have no interest in making video games. Well, Konami still has no interest in making video games, but they are looking at outsourcing their franchises to third-party developers who are interested in making video games. So I thought that was kind of somewhat good news, but at the same time, I have to quell my expectations because it's Konami, and they have a tendency to even cut the legs out from underneath their own developers that they owned. So yeah, weren't they supposedly in talks with uh, Kojima for Kojima wanted to get his hands on, I think the silent Hill series or something. Yeah. Supposedly remember. that was happening and uh, nothing came about from that. I guess now they've been shopping out the silent Hill series to other developers. And this is like, this is all still rumor listeners. There's no like, fi- like finite actual evidence to show that this is absolutely what they're doing. But Industry insiders say that they've been shopping out Silent Hill. They've been shopping out Metal Gear Solid. Um, And while that is good to hear, at the same time, I sit there and go, well, there's also a possibility that nothing will come from it. Many developers won't want to take on the project because of Konami's reputation with their own developers and how they treated Kojima. So if a project becomes too or takes too long or goes into development for too long or too lengthy a period, they could easily just say, well, we're just going to cancel the project and you'll never see another Silent Hill again. All of this is just kind of like, oh, it's nice to hear if they try, if they're trying to bring back their franchises. But at the same time, I don't expect anything. Nothing. Right. Right. And knowing our luck, it gets shopped around and EA buys it. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it'll eventually happen because, I mean, that's that's just the going thing is just to regurgitate the same shit. So, right. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I have zero expectations for anything to come about from uh, even switching their franchises over to over to third party developers. I have zero expectations for it to be good. And I think it's probably a good idea for everyone to not get so like, oh, my gosh, finally. Just remember who it is that you're talking about. 
<laughs> yeah, and it's a so, it, it's a bummer, man, because I remember they were saying that the Silent Hills was going to be this yeah. great. It was going to be a multi chapter game, you know, multi multi sequels, and it was going to keep Del Toro and Reedus behind it and all that. And man, I was excited. Yeah. I was really looking forward to it. And that was that was one of the big bummers that when they got yeah, we're going to go make casino games. All right, well, go fuck yourself. Thanks for killing off. Your entire fan base, who's always supported your ass to get you to that point, you know. Yep. And speaking of killing off almost your entire fan base, Blizzard announced that they were bringing <laughs> that they're bringing back uh, Diablo Two as a uh, remastered game called Diablo Two Resurrected. Um, and the reason why I say killing off your fan base is that Blizzard has done a lot that, as much as they can to try and kill off their fans and make sure that we just don't, you know, don't want to see anything come out of their, their studio or be excited about anything. And, uh, it'll be interesting to see how, uh, how Diablo two resurrected is received because I know a lot of people were really, really excited for Diablo four. And then they heard that it's online all the time and went, Ooh, okay. I don't see how that's helpful at all, but all right. Uh, and then on top of that, uh, now that they have Diablo two, and they've had the remaster of uh, Warcraft 3. Ooh. Warcraft 3 was terrible uh, as a remaster. And when you sit there and say, oh, we're, we're, we're re- remastering Diablo 2. The rest of us kind of go, are you? <laughs> are you really? Why? You guys haven't been doing so well lately. And we have zero expectations of anything to be good coming out of Blizzard, especially from Activision. So I will be listeners. I will be looking forward to seeing how, if this game is good, I will not be pre-ordering it until I hear from the other, the rest of the community or anyone else that I trust reviews wise, that it is a decent remake and that it's worth buying. I'm, I'm really hoping that it winds up on game pass on the cloud so I can play it on my phone. (laughs) I didn't, I didn't, I should have let you finish before I said, yep. I was totally with you until you said that last part. <laughs> no, I think I think I think phones are where it's at, guys. I mean, that's yeah. I think you're full of shit. That's obvious where that's obviously where everyone wanted Diablo to go in the first place. I still think it was funny I mean, when, when we were talking when we were about all this. waiting for that mobile game to come out. We have to play this man. Yeah, I, mean, let me, I personally let me... love playing on a screen a hundredth of the size of my living room TV. So, yeah. Yep. <laughs> just awesome i do i do that now i throw i I literally throw pc building simulator onto my computer like on my on my screen when i'm you know when i'm wanting to play something casual and i just leave it there and pull out my phone and that's when i start playing you know uh uh, heroes of of whatever bullshit uh (laughs) that's trying to you know just gain more money from me all the fucking time because you know i like to be over monetized in my games and when I'm playing a game on my PC and it's not asking me for money every five seconds, battle pass. Uh, <laughs> I, I just, I, I don't feel like I'm getting anything out of it. I mean, you have to have those battle pass moments. Yeah. Kind of like getting, you know, my, uh, my car warranty phone calls. I feel lonely if I don't get at least one call <laughs> a day and you know, a couple of messages saying my insurance policy has been damaged. Um, <laughs> right. Listeners, I just don't I don't trust uh, Blizzard, uh, you know, for shit. So uh, and speaking of 
not trusting companies for shit. Stadia. Um, so Google is under fire a little bit by their developers who are saying in a lot of articles who are making statements about the fact that the executives completely lied to them. And uh, yeah, you're surprised. Yeah. Like that, that I, I'm sorry, listeners. I, I want to say this nicely. Uh, I want to make the statement of the developers absolutely got screwed. And I think that it is sad that they are going to be losing. They, they lost their jobs because Stadia is no longer doing first party titles. Yes, that is tragic for them. And, uh, you know, hopefully they'll find work soon. But here's the thing. You worked for Google. Right. And you were surprised that they lied to you. Yeah. And we've been calling Stadia a bad fucking idea. Pretty much since the unveiling. Since, since it's an announcement. Day one. Yeah. Since they announced it. Listeners, everyone in the group looked. I want to point this out. Everyone in the group looked at me like I was fucking crazy when I talked about Phil Harrison. When I sat there and said Phil Harrison's attached to it, you can automatically say that it's going to be a fail. And the reason is because no one looks up who these like who these fucking executives are. And when I finally had, when I finally told the guys, I'm like, go look up every single project he's been a part of. Everyone, like everyone comes back like, holy shit, he's been a part of nothing but failures. Nothing but failures. Never had a good idea, Phil Harrison. That should be his fucking title for every job he has. Yeah. And he's been put, he was put in charge of Stadia and I sat there going, this is going to be a failure instantly. This is instantly going to be a failure when he was put in charge of Stadia. And I said, he's going, he's going to have the worst ideas for this thing and he is going to promote some terrible practices that is not going to make them money right away. And because it's not going to make money right away, Google's going to drop it because any, anything that's not instantly profitable to Google, they drop. Yeah. When they were first talking about it before we even really knew what it was, they were making it sound like it was going to be Netflix of games. I'm like, all right, that could actually work. You know, that, that would actually make sense. Yeah. Which we all said. And I agreed that if it's Netflix for games, this could be a game changer. This could be, you know, really, really what the what what the industry as needs. seen with Game Pass, because that's basically what Game Pass is. <laughs> Fucking bingo. Thank you. Yeah, that, that is exactly uh, what it they is. They turned around almost immediately after unveiling saying, oh, no, it's not going to be Netflix of Game Pass. Or, you know, it's not going to be Netflix of games. So like, OK, then, well, what the fuck is it? What the fuck is it? Like, oh, they they explained it. Paid subscription to never own your games and play on sketchy quality at best. Like, yeah. Why, and why would anybody sign up? Everything's going to play at 4k. Well, it turns out not everything's going to play at 4k and turns out that uh, the only time, the only time you can get 4k is if you pay for the subscription and uh, everything's like two games. Yeah. Yeah. That would run at 4k. That would run it actually 4k. Not even, not yeah. even doom doom listeners is probably one of the most well optimized games in history of gaming. That's not an overstatement at all. Like the, it is one of the most well optimized games ever because it runs on so many different systems and it runs super well. And with Stadia, even with people who had gig, you know, gigabit uh, Ethernet, who had uh, you know, I think there were there was one group that the guy had he they had a gigabit uh, uh, Ethernet download and they had uh, 500 meg upload because Jesus. of where he worked. I mean, like there there's. There should be no delay. That's that's as fast as a connection you can get. And the the delay was insane and he couldn't even get it to go to 4K. It would run at 
anywhere between 1080p to 1440, but it would never reach 4K because the video you get varies based off of your connection. And he's sitting there showing like, this is our connection speed. Like he's showing what it, what it is and how fast he can get information. And then he shows what it work, how it works on Stadia. And he had lag, you know, controller lag, input lag from the controller. He had uh, lower resolution on the screen and the audio would like, he, he showed like the audio would switch from 5.1 surround to two point or to 2.0 stereo constantly while he was playing. He was like, what the fuck? Like that's tells me that your servers aren't designed properly for doing what you said you say they would do, or you didn't do enough testing prior to launching it. You just wanted to, you wanted to create something, get it out the door and try and get it in people's hands before your competition came in and completely blew you away by creating Netflix of gaming. And that's what happened. Right. When these developers are sitting there going, Oh, well, you know, the, the company lied to us, Phil Harrison, who sat there and said like, we, who literally admitted he knew that the company wasn't doing well, that they were going to be closing down their first party studios, sat there and gave letters to everyone telling them how great they were doing plans for the future plan, you know, telling them plans for 2021. No one at your company, none of you developers sat there and went, man, it doesn't seem like this is actually how things are in the real world. When I read articles about our own product, when I use our own product or even see anybody else use our own product or talk about it. When I listen to other people talk about how our product is, Everybody seems to have a negative kind of view on it. Huh? Maybe I should start thinking, maybe the company I work for, Google, Google, you worked for Google, who's never been known for being completely honest pretty much ever. And you didn't think that something was up. I mean, like some of these stories were sitting there like, oh, I upended my entire life to come and work for this company. Then you're an idiot. If you did that, I'm sorry. I, I have almost no sympathy for you when you say that. Because you knowingly went and worked for Google and then knowingly went and worked for Phil Harrison. Quick internet search. I mean, Jesus Christ, you could have Googled that. <laughs> and it would have come up of, is Google trustworthy? No, they're kind of a shit company. They lie to their employees. Is Phil Harrison a good boss? No, he's worked for nothing but shit projects his entire fucking career and has gotten paid millions of dollars to run areas of different companies into the ground. I, I, I can't have a ton of sympathy for somebody who doesn't do their homework. Right. When I go and work for, when I went and worked for a company, I did my homework. I looked them up first. I went and just tried to figure out, okay, is this worth somebody? Is this somebody worth working for? Have they done well in the past? Are they doing well right now? I get it. Sometimes you don't have a choice, but if you're telling people I upended my entire career at somewhere else in order to work for this group because of the promise that they had for it, and the amount they talked about how great they were going to be and how they were going to change gaming. And I wanted to be a part of it. I uprooted my entire family to come and work for Google, like shit like that. I, I go, you had a, you, some of these, some of these, a lot of these stories who said this listeners were people who were sent, sat there and said, I had a good job somewhere else. Then you should have stayed at that good job <laughs> with the company that was paying it's, you. You know, it's like, it's like, uh, it's like the gals that go out there and they start dating a guy and they know he's like a violent felon. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, oh, no, no, no. He he, but he loves, loves me, me. <laughs> right? <laughs> and then they end up dead, and on the next twenty twenty, yeah, she was probably surprised. The rest of us were like, "Well, no shit." <laughs> like that's 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 what we're dealing with, listeners. That's kind of how it feels. Like we're, I mean, granted, that's an extreme. So, but that's kind of how it feels. I can't, well, it's still, but it still kind of feels that way. Like you didn't do any fucking homework on the company, like on the company you're you're working for. You didn't re research the boss that you were going to have. 
I get it. You were going to go work for Jade Raymond and she has a promising career. She's worked for a lot of great companies. She's worked on a lot of, you know, cool projects and stuff like that. And the idea of like, oh, well, she's, she's heading the division. Well, that's great. She doesn't make the calls though. Right. Just because she's heading the division doesn't mean anything. Yeah. It doesn't make her the shot caller. Yeah. So she still worked for Phil Harrison. Phil Harrison was the shot caller. Well, let's look through his career. PlayStation Home. Wow, that was a that was a fucking prosperous venture. Didn't cost so didn't cost Sony millions of dollars and uh, have no fucking purpose whatsoever and end up failing entirely until Sony finally just got rid of it. No, that didn't happen at all. Uh, he worked for Xbox One. You know, was really big on making sure that the Kinect was was a part of that, and uh, that worked out. Man, that was gangbusters. That was. Uh, you know, wasn't wasn't he uh, behind the original PlayStation Three price point? Yeah, there? So. Uh, he was part of he was part of the decision making for that. Yeah, yeah. Like he sat there and said, you know, he basically he basically encouraged encouraged no like knowing full well no one was going to pay six hundred dollars for a console at the time. No one. He was he's a yes man to everyone else that's above him. Yeah, and. To, to anyone else behind, like underneath him, he lies. So, of course, his entire career is built on this. And listeners, you might say, well, Jesus, man, you, you kind of hate him. I don't hate him personally. I just hate the fact that he's attached, like he's this super successful person. Does he keep getting these jobs? Yeah, yeah, he's super successful <laughs> at getting all these jobs and making all this money, and he has not been successful once. I struggle to find anything that makes him worth this amount of money, and I go... How the fuck does somebody like this continue like this when we have plenty of intelligent other, other human beings around here that could do these jobs easily right? that can't make a goddamn dime? Like, that doesn't make any sense, listeners. That, the simulation's fucking broken. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Neo is not coming. While I get the fact that the developers were all lied to and Phil Harrison constantly tried to encourage the fact that they were doing fine and nothing was going to happen and telling them how great things were going and everything like that, common sense and fucking logic would have told you otherwise. So I don't have a ton of sympathy in that in that manner of the fact that they lied to you. I think that you're yeah. kind of gullible if that's, you know, if you believed in everything they told you. Yeah, it's a shame, but you should have known better. It's a shame that you lost your job. It's a shame that you, you know, that this happened. Absolutely. I hope you get another job soon. But maybe this taught you a life lesson of don't believe everything you're fucking told. Especially from the people who are paid to try and make you believe everything you're fucking told. This has been a parenting moment from the Geek Out Heroes. Um, God damn! Right? <laughs> <laughs> like, Don't take virtual like candy from strangers. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> but you know, ultimately, I'm I'm I will be happy to never have to hear about Stadia bullshit again. <laughs> yep. Same here. Uh, I wouldn't go that far. Ah. It's gonna happen. I mean, St- Stadia is still a thing. It's still around. It's not, you know, they didn't close down Stadia itself. They just closed down their first party studios. Not yet. So I think it's until, a better time. Yeah. Until we hear that Stadia is finally closed down and Phil Harrison has been, you know, fired or, or, you know, not fired, but, but no, has fired. joined the forces of <laughs> Blizzard or Activision or EA or some, whatever other bullshit company he's going to move on to <laughs> for a non prosperous, profitable career. He's the black spot. Just, I, I feel like people like that, it's almost like they're born and they have a contract that says they have to be hired for the rest of their life by companies that will just pay them millions of dollars 
these these ridiculous salaries to just be bullshit artists and not actually do anything. Uh, well, you know, too, you know, apparently he knows the right people, I guess. Fucks everybody else over. Or the wrong ones, I don't know. Right. <laughs> Speaking of companies that might be uh, involved in some awkward dishonesty, uh, the PlayStation 5 uh, DualSense controller drift um, that Sony does not want to admit to, and I understand that as a manufacturer. You don't want to admit to any faults with it or anything being faulty within your controller, but evidently it is a high enough number that has raised a lot of eyebrows and has now caused a uh, law firm to start going after Sony. Yeah, Clef actually last uh, week coming out, right? Uh, yep. Um, been a while since we've seen one towards Sony. Right. Uh, for anything. Uh, I think the last one that I was made aware of publicly was with the PlayStation 3. Um, and that had to do with the PlayStation 3. Originally, when it was created, it had the ability to run a version of Linux. And eventually Sony created an update that prevented Linux from ever being used on the PlayStation 3 ever again, which uh, also screwed over in an a entire department of the military who had bought PlayStation 3s and had them running as a uh, as a Linux server farm. <laughs> um, it was it was a cheap way to you or it was a cheap way to get uh, a hold of uh, power PC uh, processors, uh, the cell processors. They were being made by IBM. Uh, there's those are essentially server processors, and they could use them uh, linked up to each other and, and do uh, power computing with them. And uh, it screwed over an entire division of the military because they accidentally implemented that update, which uh, ruined every single machine. <laughs> so it couldn't run couldn't run Linux anymore. And they there was a class action action lawsuit against Sony for that. That's the last one I heard about that was public. Uh, so having controller drift come up as a class action lawsuit well this reminds us a lot of what's been going on with nintendo and the fact that controller drift has been a problem for the joy cons since launch and it's something that nintendo kind of refuses to even acknowledge or even talk about even though that they've uh, they've been getting sued for it over and over again right and uh, still refuse to, to fix the issue uh, I think personally, the main issue that's causing this is actually because they're using digi- the digital sensors inside of uh, the analog sticks now. And I think that's what's causing the problem is because, you know, you don't have the analog sensors that they used to use, which granted listeners weren't as accurate as the digital ones were. But if there was anything that was uh, there was a problem internally where you had a little bit of uh, wiggle with the analog sticks, it wouldn't register with an analog sensor. Whereas a digital sensor might, might, might register an instant, just slight touch. Yeah. And you can't and, calibrate uh, it either. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You can't, you can't recalibrate that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, whereas analog sensors, you could analog sensors could be recalibrated and you could actually fix that stuff. Uh, and the vast majority of fucking games and whatnot don't let you fucking increase the dead zones either. So right. You wind up usually being fucked over. Right. Yep. Uh, we've had this experience listeners now with uh, controllers on our Xbox. I've had this experience with one uh, PS4 controller, but uh, it's becoming an increasing, increasing and increasing problem. And uh, to hear it happening on the PS5, a brand new system instantaneously having this issue and a lot of other people having even more problems with it is disheartening. And, we kind of hope that Sony either acknowledges it and says, yeah, it's a manufacturing problem we need to fix and they fix it. Uh, or, you know, something, something's got to come about it. Like it's got to be, it's either got to be fixed by this or they go back to an older stick. Right. We'll see what happens. Uh, but we're the reason why I say, you know, some, some shady stuff is that even the fact that they've had hundreds upon hundreds of people, apparently 
uh, complaining about this and have joined the lawsuit, Sony still doesn't want to acknowledge the fact that it's a thing. And that's kind of the whole Bill Clinton defense. It's, yeah, it's like it's <laughs> deny, 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 deny counter accuse, deny. deny. Um, <laughs> where you have, uh, you know, Nintendo kind of did the same thing and they still kind of do the same thing. And never mind the fact that we all know it's a thing. They don't want to acknowledge it because they feel like if they don't acknowledge it, it'll go away. And that's not happening mm-hmm. Not for the gaming community. Yeah. We remember right shit now, like that. <laughs> Especially since there's not enough of us to get the PlayStation 5. So any PlayStation 5 news, we eat up right away. So this is (laughs) making news. And if you can get a PS5, you're not notified and it's accidentally walked in on when you go to a Best Buy sometimes. Thank you, Loach. That was actually going (laughs) to my next thing. Good job. I tried. See, and I wasn't even there. This is what happens when you're not. But see, this is what happens when you're not prepared. Sometimes you guess right. <laughs> I say this is what happens when your friends are just in full sync. Yep, pretty much. Chaos, uh, as Dr. Malcolm would like to say. Uh, life finds a way. Yeah, so Best Buy uh, <laughs> had amazing. PlayStation 5s. It's it's freaking unreal. So, Loach, go ahead and talk about it since you brought it up. So, I guess, like, there was Best Buys uh, across the country that got a restock of PS5s and didn't notify their customers. And people were just walking in to get other shit and found out that there were PS5s available. Yeah. That's freaking amazing. I guess some people Target were, had I guess Xbox some people were also online looking like looking at the consoles and like, I want to buy it. And it said available, but right. not available online. Not and they're like, what the fuck? Right. And it, it, it would tell them like, you, you can go to the store and get it. You can't order it or, or have them hold it for you, but it's there. Yeah. So people were just like, all right, I'll go to the store. One account was like, I, he walked in, looked at the security guy that said every, uh, every Best Buy and goes, yeah, suppose you guys have PS fives. And, and the guy went, yeah, back there. And he went, like, not okay. like and no big he, deal. he walked, yeah, he walked <laughs> back there and he like the way he describes it is fucking hysterical because he go, he went okay and slowly started walking and then started like picking up pace like speed walking like oh shit this <laughs> is if this is real like I better get there fast like he got back there there was nobody there and he said there was five PS5 sitting there he's like looking around like it, it's like he said he said the only thing he could think was like he was looking around waiting for somebody to come out and tell him it was a joke or you can't buy those those are just displays right, right? that's a funny thing though i've actually had this happen to me once when the wii came out when the nintendo wii mm. came out i was so used to hearing uh best buy or target or wherever i went that no they don't have them in stock that one time i went to best buy to go try and i just asked the guy at the front hey by chance, do you guys got any Wii, uh, Nintendo Wii's in? And he said yes. Mm-hmm. And I took it as a no because he didn't even realize he had <laughs> stock. And I almost walked out. And he goes, no, 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 no. We, I think we do have some. And sure as shit, they did. This is what happens when you don't keep in touch with your consumers. Um, I yeah. ask Miles and, you know, me and Miles and Anderson, we all used to work at GameStop. How many times did I have to sit in the back in the office calling people, letting them know there were pre-orders available for fucking yeah. PS4s and Xbox Ones? Dude, it was unreal. I oh, That was like a daily thing for me and Miles and Anderson So when we were working at GameStop. But the fact that Best Buy's not calling the people who probably, I'm, I'm sure they got a list. Of people who are waiting. Oh, I'm sure there's probably a waiting list of like people who are just like, yo, sign yeah. up for notifications. <laughs> you're not, um, you're not letting people know that you got you're, these You're not letting people know that you have them in. But here's the thing. I prefer <laughs> that where at least, you know, at least hopefully some random gamer got a hold of that console instead of a scalper. I prefer that 
over a scalper getting them. And I prefer that over, you know, Amazon sending me notifications of, oh, your con- the console's finally available. And I click on it and the, and console's, yeah, the console's finally available yeah, from a scalper it. for a thousand dollars. I think that's the biggest <laughs> thing, too. It's just like, oh, I wish we could go. I could walk in there and just pick up a PS5. I should try it, though. Yeah. I mean, I live in a small town now, so I might just walk in one day. Yeah, yeah you never know. You're right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, I guess, just like, this happened a couple of weeks ago with Xbox One or Xbox Series X's were at Target's, and Target wasn't letting people know that they had them. Yeah. So, like, would, did you yeah, guys just give up? The nice <laughs> thing with, yeah, the nice thing with that is that at least you know a bot isn't buying them. So. Yeah. That's the thing. I agree. I, I mean, it definitely does keep it out of the scalper's hand, but at the same time, you got people who are waiting. But yeah, I also kind of wonder now: did they re- the reason why they didn't tell people was because of scalpers and they were afraid of scalpers? Like, was there an actual reason behind not telling people? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, or did they? I, just I don't. I don't think the Best forget? Buy. I don't think the Best Buy stores just didn't have any. Like, didn't have anything to. To say on it, they're just like, yeah, we're just stocking them now in the stores. Okay, well, cool. I'll just put it put it on the shelves. I All guess right. they, like you know, if you're a manager, you're probably thinking like, I guess things are going back to normal again. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> you know what you know what probably yeah. was is it probably got restocked and it just never got scanned into their online inventory. That's possible too. That's very possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I I can actually really see that too. Yeah, it's just funny to me because you know you had people getting on Facebook, getting on Twitter, getting on, you know whatever instagram and letting other people know hey i'm at this store in such and such town they got ps5s they got xbox (laughs) s's you know get down here yeah i'm picking mine up now like but yeah yeah, so uh, gamers got it actual gamers speaking of gamers getting what they want hopefully mortal Kombat is going to be a good movie god i hope so dude because a lot of gamers a lot of gamers have been kind of wanting to see what that would look like if it was you know properly done I want to see a good movie and I don't know what this will be. I have quelled my expectations for this to be nothing. Oh yeah. Uh, Absolutely. For the simple fact that uh, we've had this conversation. We even had this conversation last week about the fact that Hollywood can't follow a roadmap and Hollywood has a tendency to just make up shit, especially with video games in in a series. And that's fine if it's taking place just in that universe and has a different story to tell. We can live with that. Right. But when it starts involving the main characters of something and, and you're trying to interweave, your own story into that. Right. And the first thing I see in the Mortal Kombat movie is, oh, there's this new character, Cole, that's been chosen. And I immediately go, that's not a character from Mortal Kombat. That's the first thing in my head. Yeah, I get that. I kind of have to skew on the side of, I feel like Hollywood's going to make the same mistake that they always do. If we're just going to make shit up with the main character. No, don't get me wrong. Listeners, this can, this can work sometimes to their advantage. Uh, Sonic the Hedgehog. That's, that's a, that's a good example. Yep. And that was an example where they did have to listen to the fans in order to know, ah, you know, we've kind of screwed up the way that that Sonic looks and we should we should fix this. And they did right by us. I felt like that was a fun movie. It was well done. I, I enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, it was based off of Sonic. It's a, a pretty flimsy, uh, you know, uh, storyline to work on. And they did a decent job. So it can happen. So maybe this will be one of those cases where they they kind of do the same thing. And it's basically Cole is the gamers and he's having, you know, it's us witnessing all this shit through his eyes. That'd yeah, be neat that's, too. that's how I think it's really what it is. Basically, Cole's the gamers. You know, he you're he's representing the people who are getting to view this, who've played the games and everything. That's why I'm OK with it. Um, 
I, I, you know, everybody was like, well, why can't it be Johnny Cage? Okay, sure, it could have been, but why? Yeah, would it be interesting to follow exactly. Johnny Cage I don't through, wanna, through and, Mortal Kombat? And He's honestly, kind of a douche. I, I, yeah, and I feel like <laughs> we've done that already. And you know, with the yeah. movies, even in the games, you're the the main character. One of the main characters is Johnny Cage in the campaigns. Yeah. So I just like eh, it's a little played out. I I'm okay with the fact that it's a new character, quote unquote. Um you know, new character. I'm fine with kind of getting that kind of cool perspective of he's basically representing the gamers. If that's how it's going to be played out. The red band trailer dropped what yesterday, the day before. Um, and it was brutal yeah. and it was awesome just to see. It looks more like a mortal Kombat movie. It looks like mortal Kombat, and yeah. I'm okay with that. I'm, I'm not going in there for like the most enlightening experience of my life. I'm going in there to watch one thing and one thing only fatalities and people get fucked up. And that's exactly what that trailer showed. And I was more than signed aboard. Yeah, and I'm okay with that, but I have zero expectations for anything good to come out of it. I, I don't see. I, I'm not saying I'm going to have expectations. I mean, I hope it's still good. I hope it's a good story. I hope it's fun. Um, hope it's, isn't an expectation. <laughs> yeah, hope is not an expectation. True. Uh, hope is just being being hopeful. Uh, yeah, it's just being optimistic. Right. <laughs> Mortal Mortal Kombat Annihilation, the 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 shittiest of the films, uh, that can be recut and look awesome. The web series, which was hot fucking garbage in my opinion, can be recut to look awesome. Which one was the so web? Anything series? can be. I don't re- remember the web series. The the web series, uh, it was I can't remember what it was called. It was terrible. Was that the one with Jax? Was, was played by. Uh, you're gonna name an actor. I won't know. <laughs> uh, then there must have been another one. What was the one with the trailer though, where it was like, "We'll have to talk about this some other." I, you'll have to remind me, but yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I can look up what the the web series the, that I'm referring to. But yeah, it, it like nothing nothing with Mortal Kombat has been absolutely solid. The first Mortal Kombat movie that came out when we were you know kids was decent. It was fun at the time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean you watch you watch it now, it's hokey as fuck. But at the time when it came out, it was fun. Uh, it was way better than the sequel, which is Annihilation. But again, you can recut any of these trailers to make like any of these movies to show sure. like, oh, this is cool. This looks awesome. This looks badass. Like, I can't wait to see this. And it can turn out to be complete hot garbage. Oh, well, yeah. So, I'm not saying it's going to be like I said. We'll, we'll see. I'm hopeful. I mean, honestly, if they to me, when I go to a Mortal Kombat, <laughs> anything that revolves around Mortal Kombat, I want to see nothing but blood, guts, gore and people get fucked up. And to me, that's that's pretty much what I'm in it for. That's fair, but it has to be entertaining. Sure. No, absolutely. I agree. And honestly, the campaigns and the games are really entertaining. They're really good stories. They're fun to play through. I really enjoy them a lot. Um, Hopefully it's kind of that same level of storytelling. Yeah. You know, the best you can do for what is considered, you know, a fighting game. Um, I'm looking forward to stuff like that. Um, I do like some of the actors, um, especially the one that's playing Scorpion. Um, that's like he's a great actor. Um, he's been. In- You're talking about the guy who's uh he's from uh the Last Samurai. He's been in. Uh- he was in Avengers uh, Endgame. He was also in uh, Westworld. He was part of the uh, samurai everything. And you know he's great. So I'm I'm really excited that he was casted as Scorpion. I think he's his martial arts prowess and everything is just really up there. And I think it's gonna put a little bit more authenticity into some of the combat. Well, if, if no one in the, if no one cast in the movie can, can do martial arts, they shouldn't be in the film. Yeah. The, so far, the ones that, I mean, that ones that stood out in the trailer was definitely sub zero and scorpion. 
um, yeah. the, the two people who are going to be playing those characters, they really stood out. I can give two shits about Kano. I don't know why they keep bringing him back. I think he's a throwaway character. Um, I kind of wish they would kind of veer away from him. I don't know why they keep bringing him. He's in. an iconic character from the originals. I mean, I, mean, I get if it. You don't include him. Yeah. And you have fans who would who would be pissed off about it. So speaking of, and I still think this is kind of funny, and I'm glad the director of the movie came out and said something, but. I guess a lot of people were upset the way Melina looked because she didn't have her oversized teeth and that like venom looking grin that she has in the games. And I guess the director came out on Twitter like, look, I'm not going to reveal everything right off the bat. Uh, just watch the movie. I promise you'll be you'll be OK with it. You're going to be satisfied. I think people are really kind of jumping on the trailer a little too much. Granted, it does show a lot. And granted, we've been waiting for this for a long time, but you know, obviously we're gonna have to wait and see the movie. I think it's what April sixteenth it comes out. Yeah, I'm not gonna say it's gonna be shit. I'm not gonna say it's gonna be great. I'm right. not gonna say I'm overhyped. You know, I'm hyped for it. You're optimistic. I expect nothing from it. Yeah, I, I hope it's good. Hopeful. If it's good, great. I but I I don't expect anything from it. <laughs> yeah, I like I said, I hope it's really fun. I mean, that's the biggest thing. It's definitely one of those type of summer popcorn flicks. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. So we have some movie reviews. Miles and I watched uh, Shadow in the Clouds uh, yesterday, and uh, that's the uh, movie that is only available on streaming, I believe. I don't think you can see it or actually see it in theaters, but it's got uh, Chloe uh, Grace Moretz, and I hope I'm saying her last name right because I've heard people say Moret or Moret and Merez, but I think it's Moretz. Um, who the fuck knows? Language. <laughs> You Words know. are a mystery to me. <laughs> Not John. It was Goodman. good. <laughs> it, it was a it was a good movie. Um, in an, in the fact that I was entertained, I thought yes. it was you know fun, and uh, there were batshit crazy moments, and I was completely okay with it. It was an entertaining. Uh, it, the. It, it it does kind of try to push a message. Uh, oh, yeah. And it's mostly negligible in all reality, uh, at least by my standards. It's, you know, mostly ignorable um, and even funny to an extent. Uh, yep. But I mean, you know, we we just watched it for a good time. And, you know, I think it I think it accomplished. As, that. You know, as for the meshes thing, like I think about I think after about like 30 30 35 minutes of it i kind of got to the point where i was like okay i get it yeah a lot a lot of uh a lot of chauvinism got it yeah we can we can we can move on misogyny back in world war ii yep understand yeah that's what it sounded like (laughs) when you guys were watching it i mean i was listening to you guys but there were points where it was funny and it was it was was funny enough where i was entertained by her response their responses back forth it was kind of you know that was that was a good you know exchange exchange there yeah um as for the action and stuff like that, it's, you know, it's got good action in it. It's, you know, fun. It's completely nonsensical in most of the, you know, most of the film where oh, yeah. you sit there and like you literally like listeners immediately, you have to have suspension of disbelief because it's dealing with a, you know, <laughs> a creature in the film. So yeah. if you, if you, if you watch the movie and go, that's not real. Well, you're the same person who went and saw the Hulk <laughs> and thought I wanted realism from a movie about a guy who's 15, a 15 foot green guy with a fan with expandable purple pants. I mean, right. Yeah, well, that's like me going. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's like going it's, to a Fast and Furious movie and 
expecting it to be grounded. <laughs> I want them to know everything about cars. Once you realize that they don't know anything about cars, you are completely fine. <laughs> it's all about it's all about family, Dom. It's all about family, Dom. I, w- I will say that that the uh, the action in it is, a, in my opinion, a lot more grounded than the majority of the Fast and the Furious films. It's not a it's not full on like Bollywood action film ridiculous, but it is ridiculous. <laughs> You know, it was still, but it was still fun. I, you know, I still enjoyed it. I, I laughed. I thought it was, you know, in a enjoyable film. The only downside was price. And when we were done, listeners, I kind of felt like I wish it was 10 bucks instead of the 15 that I paid. And I think Miles paid 13, 13. for his. Yeah. Um, it, where do you so, yours, Miles, on Amazon? Yeah, I got mine yeah. off Prime. Um, it's you know I was in the same boat though like I don't feel bad about paying the thirteen bucks for it because you know I mean that's probably what yeah. would have went wound up dropping at theater and now I own it um, yeah but it still doesn't equate to the same quality that I would drop that on something else agreed right yeah and that's what it really comes down to um so. That was a fun, you know, it, it was it was a fun movie. So listeners, if you want to rent it, it's worth the rent. I think the six dollars is, is fine if you just want to watch it once and yeah. be done with it. If you're that kind of person, if right. you want to own it, you know, wait for the price to drop to about, you know, 10 bucks and, and give it a go. Oh, well, Voodoo is notorious um, for having movies on sale for like five, seven yeah. bucks when they well, just I mean, it, yeah. after a couple it of went, months, a couple of weeks, it went from twenty five dollars to thirteen dollars in the span of yeah. I think it's been out on on the listing for two months maybe now. I think it's yeah. like a month, um, two month, yeah. So yeah, you give it another month or two, I'm sure it'll be on sale. Oh yeah, I, the moment it goes on sale, on I, I I saw the trailer for it and I thought it looked batshit bonkers, and I was like, this looks yeah. like fun. I'll watch this. And yeah, if it goes on sale for like five bucks or something or seven bucks on Voodoo, I'll buy it. Yeah, and it's well acted. Uh, creature effects were cool. Um, yeah, it, it's got the, the girl. Uh, yeah, it's got her. Um, Chloe Moretz. Yeah. She's a great actress. Yeah, I can't pronounce her name, but Chloe. She's a great actress. Um, she was awesome as Carrie in the remake. I thought. Um, yeah. It, she's great as uh, Hit Girl in the Kickass movies. I mean, she's mm-hmm. just got that prowess of acting. Um, that's very enjoyable to watch. Yeah, a good actress. So. Other movies to other movies to uh, to review. Miles, you want to go ahead and do Greenland, and I'll uh, I'll end yeah. this on uh, Willie. Shannon and I watch uh, sat down and watched uh, Greenland before the cast um, went ahead and dropped the twenty bucks on it. Uh, you know because it finally popped up for purchase uh, mm-hmm. probably three four days ago something like that. Was it only to rent? Prior? Yeah, it was only to rent before. You could only rent it for twenty bucks. Um, it, it it changed about the same time uh, Shadow in the Cloud did. Uh, yeah, it was it was a good good action you know disaster movie. Not not as much action as you would expect from like you know Armageddon or Deep Impact or, or Geostorm, anything of that nature. Um, it has a little bit more uh, hum- humanitarian kind of feel to it. Um, there's really? some really good uh, human moments in there that I was like, ah, oh, don't don't do this, don't do this, and it, it turns out really well. I'm like, all right, cool, neat. Um, yeah, it's huh. more about the survival, yeah, uh, aspect of things. Um, so don't go in there looking for San Andreas and no, stuff like it's that. Not like over the, it's not over the top action. There's the the action scenes that are in it are great, but they're not new. Really? Yeah, it's huh. not. It's not a constant thing. Um, uh, 
different. That's not what I was expecting. Yeah, if you go in expecting Geostorm, you're not going to get. But Geostorm. we did make the uh, <laughs> we did make the uh, joke at the start of the film because it shows Gerard Butler on a structure. He's a structural engineer, and he's just kind of gazing off into the distance. And uh, Shannon was the one that actually pointed out, like, this is after Geostorm. Like, this is part of the restructuring. <laughs> just reflecting on his uh, his previous job. Um, I had made the the same joke, but about uh, being a Spartan, um, and so it's just funny to think about it that way. <laughs> You're like, oh, I have to deal with this shit twice. It's just the same. <laughs> <character. laughs> I just came from space, and now space is coming for me. And exactly. honestly, not gonna lie though, when they did announce that movie, I did thought it was part of the same dude. I thought it was the same dude. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie. It, it kind of makes I, you I, wonder I, if he's getting just kind of typecasted for it, or if he like legitimately loves disaster esque films. <laughs> That's well, fair. somebody asked him, somebody made a comment on Twitter a long time ago. That he joked about with, uh, uh, I believe it was like the, the late show or something like that, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was a tweet like Gerard is Gerard Butler, uh, just trying to pay off college loans for, is, is that why he <laughs> takes on all these terrible roles? And he just looked at the screen and goes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember seeing that. Yeah. It was fucking he great. Just, he just laughs about it. Yeah. Um, but he, he like he he's in the mind like Gerard Butler cheap, talked about that. I saw him talk about it once uh, at a uh, at a con. Somebody had asked him, you know, why he takes on so many different. Like, he he literally takes on different roles, like for B grade movies, doesn't matter. Um, and he said that he learned a long time ago. Uh, like many, he says, like many other actors have learned, don't turn down work. You don't turn down work, and and if you turn down work and you start turning down work, it doesn't matter how big of a star you are. Eventually, people stop calling. Yeah. Um, so like, not wrong. you know, he, he used to take on, you know, small roles. I mean, like most people don't know that he's in the movie, uh, reign of fire with uh, Christian Bale. Um, he, he's a side character. That's like kind of a, kind of a no, no nobody in the, in the film mm-hmm. overall. He's just a friend of, uh, of the main character, but he, you know, he took on that role and he had uh, at the time, I guess when it happened, he, he t- had just finished another role where he was like the leading actor in another film it wasn't a big film, but he was a leading actor, the, the leading role in it and took on like a side job. And uh, it was because, you know, he had been in that moment where, Oh, I, you know, I don't want to take on the the small roles and stuff like that. And he's like, I need to pay, you know, and he's like, I need to pay my bills. So I don't turn down work. If it's a, if it's a paying job, I, I take it. Right. You know, that's, that's, I just think what? that's funny. It's like, but it's actually kind of funny just to say that. Anything. But it's actually kind of funny and not trying to veer off on, the review or yeah. anything but like uh russell crowe was actually known to be turning down a lot of roles yep because he thought he should have been the lead and and then now he's just now coming back with unhinged which wasn't even that great from what i've been heard when i've been told um yep but you know that's what happens so yeah i i get it man i mean it, it should be like that with anything in life if you're offered a job do it <laughs> you know yeah it's <laughs> It's similar. It's a very similar situation. Like Russell, Russell Crowe in that case, like he started turning down roles and he wasn't getting anything. That's actually how he ended up. I think in uh, when he was talking about in an interview, how he ended up in uh, the, good guys. Uh, no. <laughs> the good guys. Uh, Gods of Egypt was Gerard Butler. I don't know. I never saw it. You guys said it was so bad. I didn't ever. He played set. Yeah. Gerard Butler. Did, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Russell, like Russell Crowe, he, he took on, or that's how he ended up in, in good guys. And he, you know, mm. loved the, loved the fact that he was in that film. He thought it was hysterical. And, uh, that kind of got him into the mindset of, you just don't turn down work. You just keep, 
you keep you keep working, you keep taking be, jobs, be and you okay keep going. with That's, not being know, the the only star. <laughs> yeah. You know, Liam Neeson. Liam Neeson asked if he was being if he was worried about being typecasted in all the uh, action movies and stuff that he's in, where he's essentially playing somewhat the same character over and over again since Taken. And he said no. And they asked why. He said it's work. I still get to work, and I still get to do the things I love. I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guys. Guy's been in, you know, Shakespearean plays and stuff like that. Still okay with playing this. Bing Kingsley, right. same thing. And we've seen some some movies with Bing Kingsley that were, that were terrible. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But he doesn't turn. But he doesn't turn down work. Yeah. It's probably a smart idea. Yeah. <laughs> but this uh, is why, you know, if if we ever do actually get it to sitting down and banging out scripts, we know who we're calling. Yeah. <laughs> right. So was Greenland worth the uh, worth the price? Yeah, uh, I like you know I, I love a good disaster flick, and uh, you know I mean shit, I'll I'll rewatch Day After Tomorrow, uh, mm-hmm. like once Dude, every I, year or two. Yeah, I <laughs> Just love disaster movies, man. It's fucking yeah, great. Love, love disaster them. movies, even the ones that are batshit. Yeah, yeah. Like, um, I watched was... the movie The Core. That movie is trash. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Shannon watches that one all the time. Uh, yeah. Um, I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, it's pretty sensible in everything that happens in there. There's not a whole, like a lot of logic plot holes or anything yeah. like that. You know, the, the, about the closest I got to it was, uh, when they're trying to book it to Greenland, you know, big fucking mm-hmm. surprise there. It's the name of the goddamn movie. Um, yeah. And the amount of time that they, they supposedly have to get there. I'm like, Ugh. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't think this is going to work in your favor. <laughs> <laughs> they would they would if they get on elon musk's rocket and get shot off into space and then you know drive that or fly that uh that tesla down that's exactly right. how they're gonna do it i'm telling you man fast and furious is gonna happen okay real quick before we move on to the next review who, what's your favorite disaster movie that's tough yeah that's tough right because we all loved about disaster movies it's <sighs> it's so hard i my my knee-jerk answer is probably armageddon that shit it's so fucking nuts, right? So, so fucking, fucking ridiculous. ridiculous. Like we 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 were I sitting there bantering back and forth, and we brought up uh, 2012. And I was like, that movie is fucking just bullshit. I was like, but it was fun. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's, it's so much fun fuck, though. But it's a blast. Yeah, absolutely. Same with San Andreas. San Andreas. Sweet. San Andreas is like, how can this? How can this one, <laughs> like, this one family, go through so much fucking so much nonsense shit. over right. and over and over again? It's com- <laughs> like the odds are astronomical. They're equal to you're just cursed. You know, you're just you're not they're equal to play. rolling a one in D and D just over and over and over again. <laughs> just freaking nuts. All right, so last review, listeners, Willy's Wonderland. I watched that. That is the uh, Nicolas Cage movie. Nicolas Cage, who has become an actor that does not turn down roles. <laughs> no it's intelligent choice, uh, especially when you have problems with taxes. It's a fucking <laughs> worst, worst DLC ever. Uh, <laughs> Nick, Cage will agree with me. But uh, he, so he, like, base ever. he, 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 uh, takes on just tons of movies and and just keeps working. He's just continually working, making sure that he's making money. It's a smart choice. Uh, and that means taking on roles that are crap sometimes. But I got to say that out of all the movies that from a, it is, it is absolutely spoke like it is, it is a B grade movie in the simple fact that it's a horror movie. That's, you know, most horror movies are kind of B grade. And to begin with, they kind of have that kind of stigma. 
This one is a blast. It is the Five Nights of Freddy's movie that I have wanted for a long time. And the greatest thing about Nicolas Cage's character, he does not speak the entire film. <laughs> what? He doesn't say one fucking word the entire movie. It now, is, is there fantastic. a reason for it? Is he, he like, is, are you he sure? is the... No, they give no explanation. They give no reasoning behind it. He is the he, he is the mute protagonist. No it is fantastic. He has zero lines. Zero fucking lines. It is amazing, <laughs> dude. I am not joking when I say it's probably some of the best. It, in reality, this is this might not be true, but as a as a fan of these kind of movies and a fan and a a Nicolas Cage fan from the past, this is probably one of his best well acted roles he's ever had because it's all through like facial expressions and shit that he does. It is awesome it is so funny he is his character is hilarious to me i almost want to call bullshit but at the same time you watched it so i can't yeah i watched it funny as here's the thing listeners i watched it i rented it i had it for two days and i watched it three times (laughs) it was so much fun oh i wish i could i would have i would have no joke like i the only thing i could do was rent it though here's the thing for sale yet yeah do you think he's going to continue to take roles now, though? I mean, he's probably going to sell that constitution any moment. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, like, I, I don't want to give anything away because it's too funny on some of the shit that he does. But it's it, it is a lot of fun now. Like the the premise of it is basically a Five Nights at Freddy's, right? It's it's a Five Nights at Freddy's. It's a Chuck E. Cheese that's haunted, essentially. And the all the animatronics come you know can come to life and kill people and that's what that's what this building is and uh the locals kind of had made a deal of you know you don't mess with anyone in the town and we'll continue to give you sacrifices to 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 kill at night and uh lo and behold they choose the wrong fucking person who gets who gets put into this this building and it becomes a situation of i'm not locked in here with you you're locked in here with me situation it is fucking great and on top of that their whole like their whole premise of like when they when they lock him into the building and this this is a little bit of a spoiler spoiler but it's nothing terrible uh when they lock him into the building the uh, the idea is that you know hey your car has been damaged we're gonna you know obviously it's intentional we're gonna fix the the owner of the shop is gonna fix or the owner of the uh willie's wonderland is gonna fix your car overnight but you just have to stay inside the building and do some cleaning for him like you know basically do, do the janitorial work uh for the night and he'll pay off right. the 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 cost for the the repairs right. while he's there and while he's there no joke he fucking cleans the building it's amazing <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I, I sat there like, I want like I, I was watching the movie. I'm like, so I'm what you're really actually, saying is that he's actually he going to do. Clean, I'm, I'm wondering if he actually is going house. to go through. Yeah, literally. No joke. <laughs> it's <laughs> fucking great. I was like, this is awesome. I want to. I need to see this. Yeah. This, I was like, this is this is a great movie. Like, I. Why somebody hasn't done this sooner? I don't know. But like <laughs> the other like, there and the house. other versions of like movies up. like this have always been shit. Like they, you know, they had the banana splits. That was fucking terrible. Uh, I got to watch that for free one night. I was like, this is awful. This isn't even fun. Like you, if you're going to do a five, five night at Freddy's, have fun with it at least. Right. And they definitely had a blast with this one. Like you can tell Nicholas Cage probably had a really good time playing this part. And I don't know if they gave him a non-speaking role in order to not pay him as much, but I don't know. He was worth every goddamn penny in my opinion. <laughs> That's fucking funny. I didn't realize he had no lines. That's fucking awesome. 
Yeah, it's kind of a spoiler in reality, but the whole time I kept waiting for him to talk and then for him to explain anything about his character, and it never happens. And I was like, this is the greatest movie. Like, this is one of the greatest characters ever created. <laughs> like, anytime somebody's talking to him, they always answer the questions for him. It's fucking great. What would have been even funnier is that at the end, they still don't let him talk. Because they keep they cutting him off, like it's just fucking like, awesome. He, he does. He he just doesn't. But, he he literally. It's not like they cut him off. He literally just doesn't talk. He literally doesn't open up his mouth or anything. He gives them a look and they answer the question for him. It's hysterical. It reminds me, <laughs> and it reminds me of old, like old, uh, you know, video games where you had a non-speaking character as your role, and the other people, uh, the other person yeah. would talk for you, and that's exactly how it came across. I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> I wonder if that's and that could have been their intention. And I think right that I, yeah, I think that was the intention of it is because of that. But dude, right. some of the things that he does, I I was rolling when it took place. Like there, don't I can't give it away because it's too funny. Okay, I gotta I gotta see it. I gotta see it because so, I know Anderson. Anderson yeah, was always, was already hyping it up. Yeah, it's but. twenty dollars. It's twenty dollars for the rental. And while that's steep, it is worth every penny. And I might Sounds just like go it. ahead and re-rent it on Fandango so you guys can have access to it, just so I can watch it again. Because <laughs> I had a good time. I was it was so that's awesome. Dope. So is it but, like uh, campy? Is it campy like fun? Is that? Oh uh, really? yeah, it's 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 got a, it's got a little bit of campy feel to it. Like they have they make sure they go across like all the like uh, like as many multiple tropes as they can for a horror movie. You know, you have the the bubbly hot girl. That, you know, is, you know, want, wants to have sex with her boyfriend. You have the, you know, the, the hard, you, know, you have the, you have the hardcore, like kind of tomboyish, but she's cute uh, main character who is, you know, you're, this is going to be the final girl. There is no final girl. It is Nicolas Cage the whole way. <laughs> it is fucking great. Uh, but like, <laughs> but you, like you have that stuff in there because there's a group of teens in it that, that right. enter the fold and you're like, all right, well, what, what the hell? And their whole, like their whole deal is like, they're trying, they should just show up to the building and they're going to try and burn it down. And they want to, and they, they know that Nicholas Cage is inside. They're like, all right, we have to try and get him out. And I'm like, hey, the whole time you're sitting there watching the viewer, you're like, you don't understand. This guy's fine. <laughs> like like there's element there's, right now. He's, he's absolutely in his element and he is completely okay with it. Okay. But yeah, it was just, I need to see this. I got to see yeah. this shit. So like, like, like like I said, like I sat there like the whole time, like the whole time I kept, I kept expecting like something to happen or like, they're going to explain it. They're going to explain what, what the deal is like. Maybe he has past trauma that has to do with that. Exactly. The situation. Maybe he's from this town. Nope. Fucking nothing. Molested by an animatronic. Zero, zero zero (laughs) fucking dialogue. And I was like, but when it happened, like when it got to the end, I was like, I love this character. Like they they need to do more with this guy. Like just do another movie with this guy in a different situation. (laughs) <laughs> like, why don't you, a, like a why, haunted carnival. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> why don't why don't you like animatronics? I had a bad time. Yeah, but why? Because I had a bad it's time. A bad time. <laughs> yeah, so that's fucking awesome. I absolutely do recommend it. Uh give it a watch if you are curious about it. It is a lot of entertainment. Don't go in expecting it to be serious or anything like that. It's just fun. So So it's like it's like final girls and Yeah. Um Stuff like that. Uh, yeah, it's baby, just it's it's it's, it's a yeah. it is a, a horror comedy, so it's nice. it's a good I'm time. Like, <laughs> that's awesome. So yeah, that's that's all pretty much we all we have this week. Unless you guys have anything else to bring up. Um, I bought uh, Little Nightmares two. 
Uh, I haven't made it terribly far. I've made it, I don't know, three chapters in or so. The first one was fantastic, and so I was expecting pretty much more of the same with the second one. And it's slightly disappointing, only because the the game is a, it feels like it's a lot less forgiving um, as far as timing and uh, okay button presses and stuff like that go. Uh, it, the it game's feels, out to kill you. Yeah, it's it's very much more set out to to murder you this time around. Um, and that could just be a perception of it just because I haven't played that type of game in quite some time. But it really feels ice tilted <laughs> uh, okay. in the game's favor this time around. And no battle pass. No battle pass. Um, it's only a $30 game, though. And for an extra five bucks, you get a little side puzzle with a with a additional hat for your character, which I'll be honest, it's not even really a puzzle. So buy at your discretion. <laughs> Fair enough. But they definitely did not miss a step at all on the creep factor. You know, I still play that game and I'm like, fuck, this place is terrifying. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I don't really have any speaking lines. <laughs> All right, listeners, thank you for listening to us. We really do appreciate it. Please go on Facebook, like us on Facebook, get rid of your social media. If you want to get rid of it, we highly recommend it because you can actually get to know other people and be in the real world and not have fake friends. And you can have meaningful conversations and people can understand you and you can understand them. Please tell your friends about us. It's pretty much the only way we get around. This is Vargo. Miles. This is Loach. Keep on geeking on. And we're out. Mm-hmm.